Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured on allhabs.net brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, with your hosts, Joe Whalen and Rick Stevens. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged, and entertained. My name is Joseph Whalen, and I'm going to be your host for this very special bonus episode of the Canadians Connection podcast. And I'm pleased to be joined in studio by my fabulous co-host, the editor-in-chief, the founder, the president of Rocket Sports Media, Mr. Rick Stevens. Rick, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing great. And I'm excited about this. Uh, we had a, a bonus episode a, a few weeks back uh, previewing the, the Vancouver series. And now uh, we've got one for our listeners who uh, said, we kind of like this bonus thing. Yeah. And we got the Canadians. Um, you know, they've got three games against the Oilers, uh, then followed by four games against the Senators as as we complete the, the month of March and move into April. Uh, but right now we're here to talk, to preview, uh, and to talk about uh, that series with the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, and it's going to be a very interesting series. So that is why we have decided to bring someone into the fold for this bonus episode who has a very, uh, very good insight into the Edmonton Oilers, keeps a close eye on the Edmonton Oilers. And Rick, we have the great pleasure of being joined by Connor Haley of the other Connor podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network and of TSN 1260 Edmonton. Connor, it's great to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good, guys. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm looking forward to it here. Yeah, we're, we're very happy to have you. Thrilled to have you. Uh, we're reconnecting after um, a few years ago, a few years back that... Uh, uh, you graciously invited me to uh, be on TSN 1260, and, and it's great to reconnect again. Um, I, I guess to start, um, uh, the, the Oilers have to be feeling, I would say, pretty good about themselves, coming off a, a pretty uh, impressive two-game series with, with the Jets. Uh, before that, they beat uh, the the uh, their their provincial rivals in the Flames, so a three game uh, win series, and now they come on this uh, five game road trip, um, come east, and it's it, three games with the Habs, two with the Leafs, um, and I, I I just wonder, uh, given what happened at uh, the beginning of the month um, with the the Leafs. Would pummel be <laughs> be an appropriate word? Uh, outscoring them thirteen to one in three games. Is there any chance that the Oilers are going to look past the Canadians uh, uh, at the Leafs and, and wanting to get that revenge? 
Uh, well, guys, I can tell you that you know the, the fan base might be looking past the, uh, the the upcoming series with the Montreal Canadiens. I tuned into our post game show last night actually, and the first call was about how pumped up they were and bring on the Leafs. And I, I, you know, I don't really love that mindset from the fan base. I'm sure the team doesn't have that. Dave Tippett's done such a good job with these guys throughout the NHL season here so far. Just having them prepared. Um, and, and bouncing back from those those tough performances, you mentioned the three game set against the Maple Leafs, and it was awful. I mean, nothing was going right for them. Toronto, even without their stars, without Frederick Anderson, without Austin Matthews, was still just you know toying with the Edmonton Oilers, and I think that was kind of a wake up call for them, realizing that they had to play a different type of hockey if they want to win those games, and that was evident the last two against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, going back to Thursday night, that two one victory. Maybe boring hockey for some, but they, they locked it down. They got that one goal lead, and they just clogged up the middle of the rink. And, you know, the Jets really didn't have too many opportunities. And you saw the same thing last night, despite trailing 2 nothing, uh, They still have that never-say-die attitude. They know they've got the best player in the world. And, you know, he can put you on to put the team on his back sometimes. And when he does that, good things happen. And like I said, they get that one goal lead again last night. And they just shut it down defensively, and the Jets just couldn't create any opportunities. And I really like that Winnipeg Jets team. I mean, top to bottom when that when it comes to that forward group, I think they might be the best in the North Division, just yeah. all around balance yeah. wise. So I thought they did a really good job doing that. And and for once, they got an empty netter because that's been a huge problem for the Oilers. <laughs> I think Leon Drysaddle's missed three going back to Thursday night. They had a chance at another one, and they go offside, so they don't get it there. But uh, Good thing for uh, Mr. Shore for the Oilers uh, scores last night to lock up that victory. But yeah, that, going back to that series against Toronto, a lot of bad things. There's a lot of things that were exposed, and it looks like over the past couple of weeks they have corrected that. <clears throat> yeah. So Connor, I think the interesting thing when you look at this Edmonton Oilers team, and and we know the story with them the past few years. You know the two-headed monster that exists for this team up front. <laughs> So when you go beyond that, that's when it gets really interesting. We know Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but Kyler Yamamoto and Jesse Pugliarvi, I think, are the two more interesting players on this team. Obviously, we have Connor McDavid running away with the Hart Trophy at the moment, but the secondary scoring is, is a very interesting thing, and those two guys in particular are interesting from an outsider's perspective looking in. Uh, what has the addition of those two guys meant early this season or at the halfway mark now? Oh, Kyler Yamamoto has been, I mean, he's one of the most fun players on the Oilers to watch. And if the, the house fans listening to this don't know who he is, they'll probably see him pretty quickly, assuming he gets back into the lineup yeah. he's day-to-day with an injury. But, you know, he, he's like five foot seven, a buck 50. He doesn't play that way, though. He's he's in your face. Uh, I, I think some people out here might compare him to a guy in Montreal and Gallagher. Just nonstop motor, keeps on skating, always going to finish his checks. And, and really, when he plays with Leon Draisaitl, I think he's been a huge part of his success just because he's able to, you know, create space for him, do the dirty work, and allow Leon Draisaitl to do what he does best and put the puck in the net. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi's been an absolute shock to me because, you know, <laughs> we're going back a year. We thought this guy was done with the Edmonton Oilers organization. And, you know, watching him from his first stint in the NHL, there was questions about his game. I mean, he looked lost. Um, the English barrier was a problem, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you can't, can't communicate with guys on the ice. How are you going to play with them? It just it wasn't working. And I give a lot of credit to Ken Holland. He he didn't force a move. He didn't make this trade happen because you know Poliarvi didn't want it to be out of the, out of the city or out of the organization. He just kind of sat back and 
and let the young man go to Finland, mature, play good hockey, and then, you know, come back to Edmonton and realize, like, this is a good situation. You have a chance to play on the wing with either Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> you're not going to find that in too many NHL markets. So he, he hangs around, and you're, you're starting to really see it. Like, the, the guy, he's a fan favorite, obviously. It's, it's nonstop smiles. He, you know, he's... He's kind of a goofy character, but six foot four, uh, as he says, he can stick a big butt out into people and create some space. And it, it's starting <laughs> to pay off for him, and and now he's getting the the opportunity to play on that top power play. Uh, last night in the game against Winnipeg, he was on that first line with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. When Dave Tippett put it together, like he's getting these opportunities, and it's starting to pay off. And I don't know what the ceiling is, but a lot of people around here are thinking this could be a twenty goal guy for you going forward, and. For someone who we thought might never play for the Oilers again, it's a huge surprise. Looking on defense, we see um, top pairing of Darnell Nurse and Tyson Berry. And, and talk to us about uh, Tyson Berry uh, coming over from the Leafs. Um, maybe got off to a bit of a, a, a slow start. And, and uh, some Oilers fans impatient to have Evan Bouchard in there. And But now you look and you see him... Uh, a couple points back of Victor Hedman, um, you know, top in this uh, for defense scoring. Uh, he's not having a bad season. No, no. I mean, third on the team in scoring, pretty impressive for him. And you're right. Like, I, I would love to ask you guys, uh, did, did Montreal fans ever just rip on Shea Weber for, for no reason? <laughs> like, it, it was insane the amount of flat that Tyson Berry was taking. And, you know, to the point where people are saying, well, they're secondary assists. That's not the primary assist. So, we're going to hold that against them. Like, no, he, he's playing very good hockey for you. Um, he's he's one of the top offensive defensemen in the NHL. So I don't know how you can try to find a negative out of that. It's on a one-year deal. It's a good contract. But, yeah, he still seems to have some people that want to kind of rip him down. But that's that's just kind of how it goes in Edmonton. I recently learned that uh, Paul Coffey, with, when he was with the Oilers, had the nickname Cough Up, and people like to rip him for his defensive game despite putting up 100 points in a season. Like, that's just kind of seems to be how it goes here. But, yeah, he started off a little bit slow, and I'm sure you can attribute part of that to the, the shorter NHL training camp and a new team, no preseason. But he's found his footing playing with Darnell Nurse, and they just seem to mesh really well together. They can eat up a lot of minutes. Uh, Darnell Nurse, another guy who's having a great season so far, 10 goals yeah. uh, as a defenseman. I mean, he's going to shatter his career high in point totals in a shortened NHL season. It's It's been a fun pairing to watch, and um, especially with Oscar Kleffbaum going down with that, that shoulder injury. There are questions about his career going forward. So uh, Tyson Berry, uh, I'm assuming he likes playing here. I'm, I'm assuming he's having a good time. It might be someone they look to sign to a longer-term deal, even with Evan Bouchard, uh, you know, developing. And uh, I've been kind of frustrated with the Evan Bouchard situation. I don't think he's played since March 1st. He's somebody I'd like to see get back out there. But the Oilers are winning hockey games. That's what matters. You don't come to the NHL to develop prospects. You come here to win, and that's what they're doing. So I, as much as I'd like to see Bouchard get back out there, you can understand why he's still watching from the press box. You're listening to the Canadians Connection, and we're pleased to be joined by Connor Halley uh, from 12, TSN 1260 in Edmonton. Um, so that leaves us uh, with goaltending, and uh, looks great at times, uh, but maybe some mixed results. Let's say uh, Miko Koskinen up and down. Uh, Mike Smith's look looked pretty good, but uh, everybody's waiting for that step back, that regression. And now in comes um, Alex Stalock, uh, claimed from the, the Wild, uh, just getting through his uh, quarantine period. 
when are we likely to see uh, him in in net? And 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 does his presence change the way Koskinen and and uh, and Smith play? Uh, well, from what we've heard, the, the quarantine period is over, and I think he is expected to make the road trip. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out in the next few days or if he did. But uh, from what I've heard, the, that was the plan, that he would take the trip with the team. Uh, I don't think it changes much for Mike Smith, honestly. I mean, the guy, is, he's just a professional. He's 39 years old. I don't think this will phase him too much. And from the way he's played as of late, he is the clear-cut number one on the team. You mentioned that inevitable fall. I don't know when it's going to happen, but we know it will eventually happen. As he's been so streaky in his career, but right now he's on the highs, and uh, Oilers fans are really enjoying that. Just a side note on Mike Smith, we actually have um, Kevin Woodley on our show well, uh, with the Jason Barrett yeah. show on TSN 1260. Uh, he's with Ingle Magazine, and he does a lot of studying with the goaltenders around the NHL. And One of the things that he brought up was with Mike Smith this year, um, he's changed you know, the way he's playing and just the positioning. So there's some optimism around town that perhaps this is just the new Mike Smith and maybe this is how he's going to be playing. Uh, a little less wild, a little less reckless, more time on his uh, knees and on his skates rather than on his stomach. But I guess we have to wait and see. Because <laughs> like you guys, I've seen the inconsistency. Now, for Miko Koskinen, though, there's a, there's a theory around town that he is a, a lot better with his backup against the wall. So when they brought Staylock in, we kind of thought, okay, this is either going to be the best thing that happened to Miko Koskinen, or it's going to be the worst, and it might push him out of the uh, the rotation here, and Staylock could steal some starts because you know he he was pretty good with the Minnesota Wild last year, starting goaltender. A lot of Oilers fans were kind of surprised that they made that move and, and were able to bring him in. So I think until Miko Koskinen has a bad performance, they they might hold off on Staylock, but definitely I think he will get his opportunity eventually. And, and if that's the case, I mean, he could push Miko Koskinen in the nose. A bit of an adventure last night with Mike Smith going behind the net, giving away the puck, and then making an unbelievable save. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to make up Improving for that it. shooting percentage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ken Holland, uh, like Mark Bergevin, uh, appeared in his uh, kind of mid mid-season assessment of, of the team, and. Um, uh, like Mark Bergevin, he kind of said that that trades are going to be difficult uh, leading up to the deadline, quarantine being part of the the uh, equation there. Um, but he kind of tipped his hand, saying that if he does something at the deadline, it's not going to be for depth. He's gonna it's going to be someone that can impact uh, the the team. Where do you, where do you think he's who's on his shopping list? You think or 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 maybe a, a better question is. Um, which positions need to be upgraded uh, on the Oilers? Oh, geez. Uh, I, I think a scoring winger would be a huge addition for the Edmonton Oilers. I think, in my opinion, once you make it to the playoffs, I think if you can have depth down the middle, it would be huge. So if you were able to uh, find a winger to play alongside Connor McDavid and uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, I think that would be big. Uh, in Edmonton, there's always a clamoring for what some people call the dry line. And, Dry title, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto. Uh, when they were out there last season, they were putting up points at a historic pace. Uh, the team went away from them in the playoff series against the Chicago Blackhawks until I believe the second or third period of the game they were eliminated, and they put up a lot of pressure. So I think if you could add a top-line winger to this team, that would probably go a long way. Um, that even gives you the option to put Ryan Nugent Hopkins as a third-line center and, and really have that strength down the middle. So I think that would be uh, someone you could look at. And then Depth on the blue line. I, I know that the Edmonton Oilers are in a better position that they've been in in a long time. Uh, the emergence of William Lugason and 
you know, Caleb Jones, Ethan Bear. Uh, but I think they still could add someone just a little more veteran. I don't know who the name is there, and I don't know if it's someone, you know, in the country just to, to speed up the process a little bit. But yeah. I, I think that uh, if you can add a winger and maybe some depth on defense, that would go a long way for the Oilers, uh, especially heading into the playoffs. Connor, uh, you've been great. Uh, it's great to have you uh, on the Canadians Connection. Uh, before we let you go, I just have one more question, and I can't let you go without uh, asking ab- about your uh, TSN 1260 colleague, Jason Greger, who caused a bit of a stir in <laughs> Montreal uh, by a couple of days ago tweeting, uh, Habs don't deserve to make the playoffs going 0-6 in overtime and 0-3 in the shootout. Uh, rewarding losing the worst. Now, I think he's he's partly uh, complaining about the loser point system in the NHL, but it's, uh, you know, also kind of stirring the pot between the Oilers and the Canadians to get things. And and I should say uh, that, that the Canadians rectified that somewhat last night, winning in the shootout. <laughs> uh, but this was this was obviously done before that. Uh, what, what, what do you think uh, Jason's going for there? <laughs> Um, I, I think there might be a little bit of trolling from the outside and knowing what's coming up here. Uh, Thomas Tatar, beautiful goal, by the way. I, I was watching that shootout during our pregame coverage, actually. Don't tell the bosses, but uh, you know, I'm stop watching that shootout just because we're on air or anything. Um, you know what? I think definitely does not like the loser point, and, and that would probably be the biggest thing of of that tweet, the Canadians just being in that situation you got to use a team name to get it going, and just looking at his retweets and likes, looks like he gained some traction with that tweet. <laughs> sure did. I, uh, I, I would say I disagree, though. I mean, the point system is there. That's what it is. And if, if you finish in the top four, then you're going to the playoffs. I mean, I, I can't disagree with the way it's set up. Like, you know, maybe in, in the future they could change that loser point. I, I know some people don't like it, but, hey, if do whatever you got to do to make it into the, uh, the playoffs here. If, you, if that means going to overtime and collecting that one point, then do so. It's you're not going to say no to or turn your nose up to those three nine points. So, yeah, it's it's it maybe not yeah. the most perfect system, but if that's what gets you into the playoffs, who cares? I mean, once you're in the dance, anything can happen. You can go on a bit of a run, and uh, maybe then oh, and then you force games to overtime and you win them five on five, and and you can shut everyone up. Yeah, just get to the dance. That's what it's all about. That's uh, what Mark Bergman says. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's the philosophy <laughs> in Montreal. <laughs> just get there. Anything can happen. So, Connor, we want to thank you for joining us. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Uh, you can give me a follow on Twitter if you'd like at Connor Halley. Uh, that's where I kind of link all my podcast stuff, and you can find information on our show on TSN twelve sixty pregame coverage. I like to tweet all that stuff out. So, just on Twitter at Connor Halley. All right, Connor and uh, Connor Halley of the other Connor podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network and of TSN 1260 Edmonton. Thank you for joining us, Connor. Anytime, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. And we want to thank Connor Halley again for joining us for this wonderful interview. Uh, Some great insight into the Edmonton Oilers heading into this three-game set. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It'll be interesting to see if it was a very good question you asked about if the Oilers might overlook might overlook the Montreal Canadiens and uh, look forward to the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> that with revenge in their minds. Uh, it was great yeah. to reconnect with, with Connor. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guest and uh, provided lots of valuable information. And, and we're really, uh, we hope that uh, you enjoyed, uh, again, this uh, special bonus episode as we previewed the, uh, and, and, and brought to you the Habs Oilers um, series. 
And a reminder to listen to episode 128 of the Canadians Connection podcast, uh, where we talked about Mark Bergevin's midseason press conference, amongst other things, overtime in the shootout, all that stuff that we uh, that we touched on in the full length episode uh, 128. So you're definitely going to want to go back and listen to that if you have not already. Uh, so uh, thank you for and, joining. And we're yeah. just going to remind you once again: remember to uh, to subscribe, subscribe, share this, yep. share this uh, this episode and other episodes with your friends. Uh, like and rev- and uh, review. Leave us a comment. Uh, and uh, then lastly, if you have anything to say to, to us, reach out to us on, on social media or text us at the Rocket Sports text line. Always open at 585-3ROCKET. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us here on this special bonus edition of the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. We'll be back next Saturday discussing all things Montreal Canadiens and the NHL. Thank you for tuning in to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens.